Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I've, I've had so many conversations with all of our races and cultures and religious uh, groups of people, uh, just trying to better find perspective on how we live a more harmonious life. Um, I'm a man who stands for peace. I don't condone any hate speech or any prejudice. Um, and I don't want to um, be in a position where I'm being misunderstood on where I stand in terms of anti-Semitism or um, any hate for that matter for anybody in this world. Um, so the process over the last few weeks was uh, just a lot of conversations. I don't want to get too deep into the details of those conversations, but they were very moving, very impactful. Um, and it helped me become more aware of the repair um, that needed to be done, the healing that needs to be done still. So um, uh, here I am just really acknowledging the fact that it hasn't been easy. Some of it has been painful, uh, just learning about, um, you know, the history between uh, different groups of people. Uh, and it's given me a greater perspective. That's Kyrie Irving, the major NBA basketball star who was retweeting some anti-Semitic tropes and films and, and things that just repeat a lot of ugliness that's been doing damage to the Jewish community in America and elsewhere. Joining us now is Abe Foxman, who was an American lawyer and activist, the former national director of the Anti-Defamation League, known as the ADL, from 1987 through 2015, currently the league's national director emeritus, a world-renowned leader. I say that not lightly. Uh, people who understand the fight against anti-Semitism often say Abe Foxman in the same breath. He is a lawyer. He is a lecturer. He is an author. He has won so many different honorary degrees. I can't list them all to you. And he's become a personal friend. Abe Foxman, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Hi. Hi. So Good morning. Where, where am I finding you today, my globe-trotting friend? Where are you? You're at home, at home, okay. before Thanksgiving, so we can all be with family. So, um, Abe, I imagine that you were watching the story last week of the two gunmen who were caught before doing more harm in Penn Station. And I know that you've been following the Kanye Yay West uh, conversations, and we just played a little bit of Kyrie Irving, who has an enormous following, too. Uh, Abe yeah. Foxman, what, what do you have to say to us about the origins, about why why is this coming up? 
this this anti-Jewish conversation? What's going on? Well, because sadly, uh, it's been out there for many, many years. Um, the leadership in the African-American community uh, has abdicated for many years to the voice of the Reverend Louis Farrakhan. Farrakhan, the leader of the Nation of Islam for the last 30 years, has preached black pride and anti-Semitism. And it's sad because, yes, black pride is important. Um, The African-American community needs leadership, needs a voice of inspiration. But sadly, that voice was uh, coupled with classic, classic, deadly, if you will, anti-Semitism. Farrakhan's version of history and uh, peoplehood is that the Jewish people have stolen, if you will, the birthright from African-Americans, that in fact um, the the chosen people are the black people, uh, that God gave them the land of Israel. It's It's a conspiracy theory so bizarre, and yet, and yet, Lisa, if you repeat a lie, a conspiracy, a hatred message, time and time and time again, and he has and he does it to this day, eventually it seeps in. And so the, what we've been hearing from the Kanye's and from uh, Kylie is, in fact, uh, Louis Farrakhan's message. I will also add to say that throughout the past years, other black leaders who are now different, but in those days, the Reverend Jesse Jackson um, spoke anti-Semitism. He doesn't today. He, in fact, um, was a speaker at my uh, retirement, uh, one of my dinners, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, engaged in anti-Semitism. He doesn't today. But so the leadership voice for so many years, sadly enough, was, um, was filled with anti-Semitism. The only voice, the only strong voice against anti-Semitism was the Reverend Martin Luther King. Um, and so, again, sadly, Lisa, There are very few voices in the African-American community today standing up to condemn it. I haven't heard from the Urban League on on Kyrie or Kanye. I haven't heard from the NAACP on Kyrie and Kanye. Why? We stand up. We stand up against racism. We speak out. We embrace the community. We have for years. Why is there silence? Why isn't there an outcry that this does not serve doesn't certainly doesn't serve us, but it doesn't serve the African American community because we are partners. We are together. We have suffered together. We are minorities together. We have the same hopes together. Uh, and I think until we hear those voices, it, that lie will continue to to play. We're chatting with Abe Foxman. So I'm understanding this. You know, it's interesting to me because I'm thinking about black leadership that's rising in the political sphere. Particularly, I'm thinking about uh, the black senator from Georgia who is fighting for his renomination for, you know, for his Senate seat again. Uh, the one who's running against Herschel Walker. What's his name? Warnock, Raphael yeah. Warnock. Raphael Warnock. No. And he is a he is a big leading uh, leader in the religious world as a black um, minister in Georgia. And I'm fairly certain that his message is one of 
of reconciliation. It's not one of hatred or anti-Semitism. So maybe there are some black leaders rising up in the political sphere who can be looked at as leaders towards uh, a better relationship between the black and Jewish communities. I hope so. Uh, but, you know, uh, political leaders are, are funny this way because they try to measure what they think is out there in their constituents and play to their constituents. And if they think that this message, the Farrakhan message, still uh, reverberates, I'm not sure they're going to step up. That's part of the problem. So, <laughs> yes, politicians may be, the, <laughs> may be the future, but they may not. Yeah, I think if if people examine civil rights history in America, they will see that Jews and blacks worked together throughout the 30s, the 40s, the 50s and the 60s incredibly closely toward the same goals. It's it, you know, it's a beautiful history. Um the the um the the um Negro College Fund was started by Jews, funded by Jews. Most of the professors in early years were Jews. Um, the NAACP was started by a guy called Kitty Kaplan. Um, so the history is beautiful. Then you go on with the Civil Rights Movement, and you look at the leadership uh, from Rabbi Hessel and others, and the Jewish community was there. But, you know, history sometimes is very quickly forgotten. Um, we also need to to understand that there is economic competition, and there, you know, in real estate communities, communities moved Jewish communities when they moved into Crown Heights. There were issues of of, um, of neighborhoods and, and housing, uh, and in other communities, the Jewish community, African American community, coming together in economic conflict. But that should be able to be resolved amicably, without hatred, without anti-Semitism. Let me ask you this, Abe Foxman. The, the greater danger to Jewish people is really not coming from black people. It may come from some of this rhetoric, but the true danger, if you listen to the FBI, which is a common danger towards everyone in this country in terms of crazy random shootings, general hatred towards all kinds of Americans, sometimes aimed at Jews, sometimes aimed at Chinese, sometimes aimed at general Asian populations, sometimes aimed at black people, are coming from the white nationalist movement. I mean, according to the FBI, that's really right now the big danger. And we certainly saw that at Penn Station just last week. Tell us about what you know about the rise of that kind of ugliness. Um, there is a right. The, the right wing, the nationalist extremists, white supremacists, uh, who also hate African-Americans and people of color, um, are the great immediate physical danger to Jews in America. But, uh, but again, the, you know, what happened in Jersey City was not right wing uh, white supremacists. It was African-Americans. So, yes, there is the immediate – if you look at statistics – the greater harm has come from white supremacists, uh, neo-Nazis, right-wingers. Uh, but, again, historically, Jews have suffered from Nazism and communism. So uh, when it comes to anti-Semitism, uh, sadly, uh, you know, it doesn't matter which side of the political um, 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 side you come from because it serves interest. Anti-Semitism is a big lie that serves the interest, whether it's um, right or, or left, whether it's uh, – it served every regime throughout history, 
and, and therefore, yes, you're right. The immediate danger, according to all statistics and all the numbers and the FBI, is from white supremacists like wing. But the, the left wing, again, causes a problem because it teaches and it reinforces uh, the stereotypes of anti-Semitism. And so why, why do you say it serves regime's purposes? Is it because it serves every regime to point at an other in society to blame for their ills? Why do you say yes. that? At least Mark Twain over 100 years ago wrote an essay concerning the Jews. Mark Twain traveled to Europe, and wherever he went, he found anti-Semitism. The rich and the poor, the smart and the stupid, the religious and the atheist, all were anti-Semitic. He came up with his answer, and his answer was jealousy, jealousy that the Jews succeed. Now, if that's the reason, what's the antidote for Jews to say to their kids, don't succeed, be number two or number three? So, but there is, the interest is, if a, if a regime is in trouble, it needs to blame somebody. And Jews have been uh, the, the um, target um, for, for 2,000 years. And so, again, when I say it serves their interest to deflect from all kinds of issues and problems and, and find a scapegoat. Jews have been the classic international scapegoat. And uh, look, even when you look at the state of Israel, the Zionists um, 100 years ago believed that if Jews were, were normal, normalcy means they, they would be a people with a country, with a capital, they would be like every other nation and not a people being shunned from one country to another. And so we have the state of Israel, thank God, and a Jewish independence. And somehow in the international community, Israel has become the Jew amongst the nations. So every nation can determine its capital except the Jewish state. Every nation has a right to defend itself except the Jewish state. That They debate in the U.N. whether the Jewish state has a right to defend its citizens. So, you know, that's, again, it, it serves interest. When you look at the U.N., you look at countries— who, you know, receive aid and support from Israel. Yet when it comes to the U.N., they vote against Israel. Why? Because it's in their interest to make sure that these countries will support them on whatever issues they have in the future. That's the sad reality. Hmm. Okay. And, and, you know, over your lifetime, Abe Foxman, beginning with the fact that you were born in 1940 in Poland and you were raised by... Uh, loving a Catholic family who then reluctantly, after a lawsuit, had to give you up to your own parents. What a story. I read your book. What a story. Yeah. Um, you know, are you optimistic, pessimistic, fatalistic? What are you right now? <laughs> I am an optimist. I'm an eternal optimist. I'm a, I'm a realist as well, but I'm an optimist. <laughs> Having survived the Holocaust when a million and a half Jewish children perished, I don't have the right to be a, a pessimist on, on the future. Golda Meir, the prime minister of Israel, once said, Jews don't have the luxury to be pessimists. So, no, I continue to be an optimist. I believe that there are more good people than bad people, more loving people than hateful people. We just have to make sure that we stand up. Lisa, the story you told, I survived, and I'm here today because one woman, a Catholic Polish woman, 
uh, had the the decency, the love, the compassion to stand up and say no. And when it comes to hate and when it comes to racism and bigotry and anti-Semitism or bullying, the answer seems to be very simple, but it's not that simple. And that is to stand up and to say no. And in my lifetime, I've seen good people stand up to say no. We just need to find a way how to encourage, how to inspire the good people to stand up against hate. And and so I am an optimist. Again, there are millions and millions and millions more of good people. All we need to do is get them to stand up and say, no, this is not America. This This is not who we are. This is not our faith. This is not our society. That's the answer. We need to always stand up and say no. Abe Foxman, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you for coming on the show today. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Be well, and let's hope for the better. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 